0: I think we've talked a lot about the new implementation. Why don't I let you transition now to whether or not this is an integration rather than a new sure. implementation?
1: When you're looking at your optimize technology, you want to look at a couple different options. You know, one option is to do the implementation. Is it a brand new system, or do you want to take an integration to your current current technology that you have available? For starters, you want to look at maybe identify what's the difference between the two. An integrate right. an integration would be some uh, is is defined as an actor instance of combining into an integral whole versus And implementation would be the act of implementing a whole new process. Say replacing your ERP as a whole. With the integration, maybe you wanna bring on a third party vendor to really fill that, satisfy that niche, that missing gap that's gonna help you be successful. Some of the pros with being an integration is it could be less costly, less training, less resources that are necessary. But some of the cons is maybe, one of the biggest cons that kinda come with it is it can create a little bit more complexity within your technology system. You may have one more maintenance program, one more integration piece that could go wrong. So you really want to evaluate what's going to be important and how is it going to impact your day-to-day operations. Right. With the uh, implementation, one of the pros is it really can, as we talked, we it can, it can really address all those different gaps with one solution. One of the cons with the implementation could relate to how expenses and how many resources are going to be to take. Because one thing to do or to place the ERP, as you said, you, there's so much extra work with the item master cleansing and all the other pieces with it, you're going to need additional resources. It's just a major, major task, and there's really no way around it.
0: Do you find uh, often what I think is it's misconstrued is people think, well, we're just integrating software into our everyday practices, that that's going to be an easier transition when really sometimes uh, adjusting from business as usual to the new business process, is probably more challenging in a lot of ways. I know there's pros and cons in both, yep. um, but I think people are kind of set in using their technology the way it is, and when you're trying to integrate it a little bit differently, sometimes mm-hmm. you get stuck.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> One of the things to consider when you're looking at integration for implementation is how is it going to impact right. your current data, your item master, as we said, but how is it going to integrate your historical files? A lot of times with a third party that fills that niche, it's not going to impact that, it's just going to enhance your ability to do more things, maybe more efficiently. With the implementation, you want to take a look at, do we have to modify our item master? Is it going to retain our historical data that's going to allow us to continue to make analysis and make, right, to help us make the uh, decisions we need to make to help our organization be successful?
0: Yeah. Well that was a great transition (coughs) to me wanting to talk about the databases Mm -hmm. now and how they'll impact your supply chain and your revenue cycle. Uh, I'm going to start with outlining what databases we usually encounter. Now there's a lot of databases within a typical healthcare organization, but for our purposes today we're going to talk about your item master, your IM as we like to refer to it, your charge description master, the CDM. Um, I always include the pharmacy data master when I'm discussing this because if we're looking at total cost of care that starts to become involved. that's really a little bit out of scope for today's discussion, so I won't get too heavily involved in that. Um, and then I usually refer to our financial data master or the service master, depending on what organization I'm in. Sometimes these are separated into two parts. So let me talk a little bit about um, how these will affect. I'm, you know as well as I do the item master. You know that's the material management, like central supply repository. If we're going to bring an item into the hospital it has to be in our item master. If we want to charge for it on the other hand it needs to be in our charge master. Right. So that's where I, I kind of talk about the synchronization component and how supply chain really needs to be aware of the charge description master where years past it wasn't really in their wheelhouse.
1: But on top of that how do you get those two to talk to each other <laughs> and be up to date?
0: That's a good with, question. With all the factors with it? <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the charge master and why that's so important to supply chain. Most often supply chain doesn't realize that we need that data that's that's residing in their item master. Uh, it needs to be included in their charge master to make the bill go out effectively, right. to make the charges be um, accurate and complete and so we do have to look at our hospital services whether it be our drugs or supplies uh, making sure that anything that we're currently housing in our item master that that information as far as like your item master number your unit of measure your packaging string that we do get that into the hands of the charge description people so that they can make sure that we get our bills out correctly and I know from a financial aspect more often than not people think well We got it into our charge master, it's in our item master, we're good to go. Well, often those two don't necessarily do the billing. Mm -hmm. So it has to flow um, accurately, completely into your financial system. Uh, The financial system at the end of the day is traditionally the one that handles all the relevant information for billing and charging and we wouldn't be able to keep the doors open if we didn't get that out correctly no matter how good our item master file looks. So, let's talk a little bit about that synchronization while we're on that topic, and um, we'll start with what's in scope. When you start your technology implementation, you need to know, are we doing that item master cleanup, that CDM cleanup? Are our financial databases going to be affected, and at what point do we need to synchronize? I did just talk a little bit about the descriptions, about the item master numbers, the pricing. you know, I feel that they're, they're crucial to a successful implementation or even an integration. Because right. sometimes you need to change your data. All right, so. great. Well, let's talk about that ad change delete process. Sure. I know that's some, some place where um, most people feel that there's a breakdown or there could be mm-hmm. some difficulties. You know, we all have a form. I would encourage you, since we're, we're focused on our technology today, that if we can automate it, let's automate that process. Exactly. The less people touching, the better. Um, the process tends to flow a little bit more smoothly when we have an electronic workflow. Um, One other thing I would encourage is the policies and procedures. If we're gonna put a new documentation or a new policy in place when we're doing this for our our transition.
1: And that's an important piece too. And when you're kind of doing no matter what kind of integration and implementation you have, you want to take a look at your current processes and policies and and really understand how is this gonna impact that or do we need to create additional ones too that are gonna adjust for new processes and how the data is collected and how the data is used and how the data is going to be synchronized with the other other systems.
0: You did bring up a really good point there, Chris, about making sure that, uh, especially if it's an integration, people think that the existing policies are in effect, so there's no need to, to look at those, but you really do need to review them and make the necessary updates and changes. Exactly. And one thing I do stress, too, as well, is that we have all different types of learners out there. I often find that, you know, you need to document it in different ways, whether you're doing your PM, your policy and procedure in a written form. Maybe you should get a Visio document out there because some of our clinicians are more visual. Some of our administrators, you know, who need to read that will focus better. And they often find changes, you know, that they didn't think were were necessary at the start. And I'm sure you're gonna talk about that in the training and education yes, section. Will, yep, that will come up. <laughs> uh, one other thing I like to recommend when we're talking about the synchronization is once you put the processes in place, you've you know done the cleansing and you, you have your, your ad change delete form automated that you wanna make sure that you have audits. Um, there's nothing worse than putting a process in place and nobody's checking to make sure it's effective.
1: Yep, and a lot of your technology should, should provide that uh, ability Correct. within it. If the policy is not in place, Right. Then at one point you really got to divide your operations and your processes around that to make sure you address all the different points that the that the process touches.
0: Right, and absolutely, um, I think that that you you kind of touched on an important um, topic there too is making sure that the stakeholders that need to be informed or consulted. Um, have an idea of what's going on because often we feel like we're in a supply chain realm. So yep. we don't need to reach out to our revenue integrity folks or our value analysis folks. But in this type of uh, implementation, when you're getting into that level of detail, you have a lot of important players. You know, We have our IT folks, our finance, right. our value analysis, you know, they started. The, it.
1: Yep, and all those players should be identified at the beginning of the process Correct. and really can be part of that initiation kickoff meeting.
0: And I like to always say that when we're, we're dealing with the stakeholders and we've identified the players that we want to give them an opportunity to discuss any concerns or issues, uh, a forum where they can go or some type of process to document what these concerns are. And uh, with that, I'd like to then transition back over to Chris. Chris is going to talk a little bit about our uh, vendor solutions and some training and education.